Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it. So go check it out. Hey guys, Mubarak here of In Penny Stock. Hope you're doing well. In this episode, I want to go back to the basics and go over in 2022 what are the best penny stock online brokers to use or brokers in general. All right. And so overall, a penny stock broker is whatever company or organization or app that you would use in order to buy or in, and sell penny stocks. All right. So um, these are usually used in conjunction. You might have heard from um, thing, uh, companies like Robinhood, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, and I'm going to go into them and go over which ones are the best ones. Um, what's the difference between them and, and how you can get started buying or selling penny stocks. All right. So Overall, right, first to, you know, to actually define a penny stock, generally speaking, they get bucketed in with a lot of other stocks, but they're usually referred to whenever there's a stock share that's traded at $5 or less, sometimes a dollar or less, but um, usually they're kind of companies that are newer, you haven't really heard of them, they're not like the Amazon, Facebook, Google, Netflix, Apple, you know, that's not a penny stock. Those are the big, massive kind of blue chip stocks, as they're referred to. But um, a lot of the stocks that fall under penny stocks are kind of like kind of sketchy companies. They're small companies. They're, um, you know, the, the key thing is that they're not being looked at by the Wall Street traders. And so individual traders, retail traders like you and me, if you're able to educate yourself enough, you can actually do it without having millions of dollars in softwares and super fast internet connections and, you know, AI machine learning bots. Like that's why you can't really compete in the blue chip stocks unless you're on Wall Street. But in these penny stocks, Wall Street doesn't touch them. And so if you understand the mechanics of how to buy and sell them and when to, then you're in a good situation. So the reason it's important to kind of recognize where to kind of bucket these online brokers is that not necessarily all of them, not necessarily like, for example, Robinhood, right? I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of it. If you haven't, it's a very popular stock trading platform where you can buy or sell stocks and even crypto, but you can buy or sell stocks. And the, the key thing that made Robinhood super famous and really changed the industry was that you know, they probably came out like five, six years ago. And what they did is that they did something called free commission trading. So in the past, like say the 90s or something, um, even early 2000s, well, in the 90s or before the internet, quote unquote, you would have to call somebody. You'd have to call like a stock broker and let them know if you wanted to buy or sell a stock and they would do it for you. In the 2000s, companies started coming online um, like TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, um, things got online so you can actually go online yourself and make the buy or sell trades yourself as we teach you at in penny stock and as you can see in all these online courses in general of how people you know this quote-unquote retail wave of stock traders because there's no more barriers to entry right you don't need to it's not like a real estate where you need a middleman to buy a house or sell a house or something right you can just easily download an app or create an account online on one of these platforms and and get started so that changed in the 2000s but still every time you would buy or sell you would pay anywhere from six to ten plus dollars a trade so you would have to again not a significant amount but if you're trading multiple times a day 
and then every day a month you know you can spend hundreds if not usually thousands and even generally speaking up depending on how much you're trading tens of thousands of dollars of your profits get used to get lost in commission trades um commission fees actually but now the good thing is that Robinhood came about and they make their money in some shady ways in the back end, which we'll talk about in another episode, but doesn't really concern us right now. But they actually created a commission free model. So now you don't get charged anytime you buy or sell. You can do as much as you want and the, the platform isn't going to charge you a fee anymore. So it's one of the best times in history pretty much to be able to get involved because you're not losing this general amount in stock trading if you're buying or selling um so you know that's kind of a, a really good feature but basically that's what Robinhood did but the problem is Robinhood is not the best broker because they don't actually have that many penny stocks and actually not many stocks in general now this may change in a couple of years but as of 2022 um again the blue chip stocks they have they have the apple the facebook the google the netflix but if you're looking to get involved in penny stocks and being able to arbitrage the niche differences and make profits in penny stocks, you're going to want to look at some other platforms. And so what I would recommend actually is something uh, for just TD Ameritrade, right? So TD Bank, um, well, the, T the TD brand is more of a Canadian brand, but it's now expanded into the U.S. And in 2020, Charles Schwab actually acquired TD Ameritrade. And so... That is really cool because that makes kind of a really nice, useful, like massive platform there. The next one that I would recommend um, overall is E-Trade. All right. So that's the one that just probably have the most experience with. And it's really just one of the most reliable ones. Again, it, it, it's definitely very useful to be able to understand how you can kind of differentiate. But really, it's just whichever software you get comfortable with. Um, that's one that I would recommend. So again, it's just a matter of why you want to be able to kind of get started with that. So, um, for larger people with large accounts and want to have extra support, um, especially in the penny stock space, like if you're thinking about shorting or if you're thinking about getting involved in, in that manner, then one of the biggest ones is, uh, called interactive brokers. That's really for shorting because they have a ton of assets. They are, they're good if you're looking for shares to short, and um, they're also good for international traders. So like over, people with over 200, they, they probably cover over different 200 countries. Now, they require a larger minimum, so definitely kind of keep that in mind. Um, but in general, there's a few factors you wanna look at when you're considering an online brokerage, right? So the, the main one obviously is like the trading costs. Now, fortunately, there's been a shift in the model where a lot of them have commission-free trading. So that's really, really cool. But again, you still wanna look at the fine print because penny stocks are categorized under a different um, trading kind of board. So for example, you have the New York Stock Exchange, you have the NASDAQ. Usually penny stocks, there's a couple penny stocks that are listed on those exchanges, but usually they're listed on what's called OTC or over-the-counter or pink sheets. Um, and again, those are just similar kind of trading exchanges like how New NASDAQ and New York Stock Exchange are, but therefore companies that are more kind of in that penny stock realm, quote-unquote shady. And it's really the difference is just in terms of how like the revenue requirements and the team requirements 
to be able to get listed and the reporting requirements, right? So like, for example, public companies to get on the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange, they need to have, say, 10 million plus in revenue and they need to be able to have audited financial statements and they need to put out public financials. So basically everyone can look at their business model and these need to be audited by a third party uh, accounting firm. So all of this kind of information becomes transparent and public. And so that's what kind of Wall Street analysts are always kind of looking through and reading. If you heard of the term like 10K or 10Q, these are the annual reports or quarterly reports that public companies put out that really financial analysts on Wall Street spend a lot of their time you know, perusing and kind of understanding and making their trades based off of. But these other companies that are on pink sheets or OTC, they're not required to do any reporting, right? To get on the pink sheets, I don't think you need to even report anything at all. You just need to pay some fees. So, and, you know, uh, register with the SEC. So again, because of that situation, you lead, you have a lot of companies that are just running some kind of back door financing deal, to kind of raise some funds or some pump and dumps, which is one of the key strategies of how to make money profitably. So yeah, hopefully that helps. Uh, as always, if you do guys, if you guys have any questions or anything that comes up or have any specific, you know, questions on these trading platforms, feel free to reach out to me. You can always reach me at admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.